Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an exciting topic today. The title of the topic is What If You Cannot Pay Your Child Support? And as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to our blog, FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. We have an article uh, with the same title, What If You Cannot Pay Your Child Support? And this is dated November 13, 2020. So go on over there, uh, check out the article that we have as a follow-up. But let's go ahead and jump into the topic. Uh, child support and divorce and paternity cases are, are really the end result of most of these cases. One parent usually is ordered to pay uh, child support to the other. Now, look, the laws can vary by state, so there can be quite a lot of variance in terms of how child support is calculated. And, and different states look at different uh, variables or factors, if you will, in terms of calculating child support from the party's income. Uh, in some states, it could be the gross income, and in others, maybe it's the net. Uh, it could be the cost of health care, daycare, extracurricular and educational expenses, and then really the custody schedule or visitation uh, time each parent has can really factor in in a lot of states in terms of the calculation of child support as well. So if you're going through a divorce, paternity case, or other family law matter where child support's an issue, definitely get a lawyer. Uh, who's licensed and competent to practice law in your jurisdiction and who knows the ins and outs of of child support uh, calculations wherever you may be. So very important to have a lawyer uh, representing uh, you uh, in your divorce or family law matter. Now, at the conclusion of a divorce, paternity case, or other family law matter, courts, again, they're typically going to enter uh, a child support order. So one parent is ordered to pay uh, child support uh, to the other based on the calculations or figures that the court looked at. Now, some individuals then at some point in the future have trouble in terms of complying. So maybe they lose their job, um, right? Maybe they're laid off, maybe they're fired, uh, maybe their job is phased out. I mean, this can really vary in terms of how it looks. And then some individuals uh, struggle to get another job. So maybe they're on unemployment for a while, they're out of the workforce altogether. It could be a situation where somebody gets another job and the job just doesn't pay the same as the previous job. So that could be a real issue. Uh, some individuals, heaven forbid, could be injured on the job, right? So they're disabled and really unable to work. So it could be something like that as well. And so really the question is this, is if an individual is unable to comply uh, with the previous child support order that's been put in place, what do they do? Uh, what action should they take in ultimately not complying with the child support order and doing nothing, right? A, b- a bad decision, a bad idea, it can result in all kinds of bad things happening from criminal charges that could be held in contempt of court. Um, and, and so none of this ultimately is good, right? They could have the state coming after them, uh, their wages uh, garnished, uh, if they do have a new job, you name it, and then being so far behind in child support with these arrears that it's almost impossible to ever get caught up again. So what should an individual do if they're unable to pay their child support, if something has taken place? Well, uh, this is it in a general sense, and exactly how this uh, is going to work is going to vary based on the circumstances and the facts and the jurisdiction in which uh, the parties uh, and the children reside. Uh, but filing a modification is almost always 
uh, something to look at and is almost always uh, the first step. So an individual hires a lawyer, files what's called a motion to modify. Uh, some states might call it a petition to modify. You name it. But uh, some sort of relief is requested to lower that uh, child support amount. And in a, in a general sense, these motions or petitions, whatever, whatever it's called in your jurisdiction, need to allege uh, the change of circumstances that have taken place of a substantial and continuing basis to really justify uh, the change in the child support amount, right? So that that is that important first step, uh, really delineating what happened. You know, lost the job, couldn't get another job, or lost the job, got a job that paid less, or I'm disabled, unable to work, uh, whatever the facts or circumstances might be. And, and the good thing about filing this motion for most individuals is even while it might take a while to have the motion heard or the petition heard, uh, in many jurisdictions, uh, a modification can go retroactive back to the date the motion or petition was filed or maybe the date uh, that it was served on the other party. So even if it takes six months, a year to have it heard, to have a hearing, uh, the modification can go retroactively back. So this is an important first step, very, very critical. Now, lots of individuals will retort back, I can't afford to get a lawyer to file this. Uh, I, in other words, I, I don't have the money to pay my support in the first place, so if I don't have the money to pay my support in the first place, how am I going to afford uh, uh, to file the motion to modify it? And this is a great question, and, and truly it's a catch-22 and completely understandable. But the reality is for individuals who can't pay their support, they almost can't afford not to do this. So you've got to find a way to find a lawyer who's able to help in this area. Uh, you really do, whether it's borrowing money from somebody, uh, whether it's getting somebody on your specific budget, uh, or working with a lawyer who may you know, be able to work with some kind of plan, some kind of financial plan with you. I, I don't know, but it's just critical to do it. Now, some individuals uh, ultimately might opt to do this pro se. In other words, do it themselves, file the motion themselves. The problem with this is, uh, for most individuals, it's hard to draft a petition or motion in a correct manner that meets the legal requirements, and that if a hearing uh, ends up taking place on it, I mean, most individuals who, who aren't lawyers aren't going to be able to conduct the hearing on their own. Um, you know, there's rules of evidence, there's procedures, and, and this is why individuals go to law school. So truth be told, it is very important uh, for somebody to get a lawyer and file that uh, modification. Now, in other circumstances, maybe an agreement could be made by consent. So you hire a lawyer, you know, your lawyer gets with the lawyer for the receiving spouse, and maybe, you know, maybe there could be an agreement by consent. This isn't always possible, uh, but in some circumstances, maybe the receiving parent knows what's happened, uh, they're understandable, and maybe the child support can be modified by uh, consent. Uh, but again, the modification critical for individuals who don't do this and they just don't pay or they don't pay uh, the full amount. Again, they could be held in in, in, in uh, civil contempt. Uh, civil contempt is when an individual files a motion to have somebody held in contempt for not abiding by a court order. Uh, this could result in attorney fees, jail time, uh, interest being added on to the unpaid child support. So th this isn't good. Uh, individuals could also face criminal charges, so it could be felony non-support. In some instances, it could be a misdemeanor non-support. Uh, and again, how this works, uh, how many months delinquent somebody has to be, this can vary by uh, by jurisdiction. So there's a lot of nuance here. But again, just not paying, not paying, and not filing a modification, that is a recipe for disaster 
right? So that is not something most individuals will want to do. Only bad things happen if you just don't pay and you put your head in the sand and you don't take any action. So get with a lawyer about filing the motion to modify. Here's another rule of thumb, again, in a very general sense that I think is important to keep in mind as well, which is this, which is paying something is almost always better than paying nothing. You know, so again, you got to abide by the court order. You've got to pay uh, what was ordered to be paid. And you definitely want to talk to a lawyer about this. But I, I, from my experience uh, in being a divorce and, and family lawyer who uh, has worked with lots of clients in child support cases, it's almost always better to pay something that an individual can afford than paying nothing. So let's say a parent is ordered to pay $1,000 a month. That is utterly impossible based on the finances, right? Lost a job, can't do it. There's no way, right? You can't, you can't pay what you don't have, hypothetically, but let's say you could afford to pay 500 um, in almost all circumstances, pay the 500. Uh, paying what you can afford to pay uh, oftentimes keeps you out of contempt of court because, again, you're making good faith efforts to pay what you can pay. Uh, it almost always keeps you out of uh, the criminal charges as well. Uh, again, you've got to talk to a lawyer in your jurisdiction to, to find out for sure, but if you're making good faith payments, paying everything that you can realistically pay when looking at your finances, oftentimes it keeps you out of the felony non-support, it keeps you out of the uh, civil uh, contempt charges. So paying something almost always better um, than paying nothing. Uh, here's another thing you have to think about long and hard too, which is uh, uh, parents who are ordered to pay child support who pay nothing and they and they don't pay anything for a long enough period of time. Uh, there's certain instances where an individual can't even have their rights terminated to their kids. So let's say they're not paying, they're not visiting the child, uh, they just go MIA. Uh, let's say the, the receiving spouse gets remarried, let's say, and, and the new uh, spouse wants to adopt the kids, right? Lots of reported cases out there where individuals, if you just don't pay the support, it's not only uh, the risk of uh, being held in civil contempt or ultimately uh, being charged with a felony or misdemeanor and having to serve jail time, some individuals can have their rights terminated. And if the rights are terminated, it means they don't get to see their kids and have contact with their kids anymore. So this is very bad as well. Uh, it's another reason individuals really you know, need to pay something. Uh, pay something, pay what they can, you know, pay what is affordable, truly affordable, and then hire a lawyer to file that modification. But simply not paying, not a good option, uh, uh, disaster and waiting, you know, not getting that modification on file, uh, uh, a big-time disaster for most individuals, so don't do that. So, again, this is the episode today. What if you cannot pay your child support? Hopefully you got some helpful tips. As a follow-up to the episode, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and check out the article titled, What If You Cannot Pay Your Child Support? Thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned to our next episode coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. 
please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stang is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.